that Jesus Christ was a true, although sinless, human being. The creed we looked at last night, uh, last night, last week, called the Nicene Creed, the about 300 years after the life of Jesus. I quoted a bit of it last time. I quote a bit of it again. It simply says this, that Jesus came. He was fully God in the bits before. He came for us and our salvation. He came down from heaven. He became incarnate, which means fleshly, bodily like us, by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and he was made human. Right? The bit that uh, we read this morning from the Bible, from chapter uh, Luke chapter 2 that Peter read to us. I'm not going to read the whole lot to you again, but this is just plainly stated, right? Um, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7 on the screen in front of you there. While they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born. Verse 7, she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, Right? Jesus was a human. He was a human being. Like you, like me. Ordinary in every respect. We can debate that all day long, but I think it's plain. However, he was not just every human. The verse there says that, from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, that he was a human without sin. Jesus is a true, sinless human being. Now let me just hover on the idea of his sinlessness. It means that he was a perfect human being. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine having lived with him? He was about 33 years old until the time he died. To have known a human being who have never had to pray. Forgive me. <laughs> who have never, has never, had to say sorry. <laughs> you know, that's, that, it's a mind-boggling thought, isn't it? A, a washing machine. Who never failed. <laughs> who never had to say, I apologise. Who never had to say, I'm sorry. Who never had to acknowledge that he stuffed up. One author writes this, says he did everything his disciples did except sin and pray for forgiveness. Other than that, he was a full human, ate with them, he bled, he slept, he cried. If Jesus was not human, then surely no one has ever been a human. Jesus is a true, sinless human being. That's the point. It's not awfully complicated. That's what the Bible teaches about the humanity of Jesus. That he was a true human being, although sinless. Now let's switch and say, okay, well, if that's true, <laughs> what does it mean for you and for me? What would it change about my life? What are the implications, right? What does that, how does that affect me? Because believe me, it does. Immensely so. In the first place, the biggest implication for you and me, I'm not going to deal with Today, Ryan's going to deal with next week. It meant that Jesus was an eligible person to remove my sin. 
Okay? Ryan will explain more of that. I just want to park it for this week. It's the biggest implication. But I want to deal with a couple of others that are equally important, and I think let's take the time today to look into those and let Ryan take us next week through the, the, the atonement side, right? Why Jesus had to be a human to buy the forgiveness of our sins. Okay? So here are the couple of other things that I think are important. Number one, because Jesus was fully a human, it means that Jesus gets my struggle as a human being. You know how often I've struggled as a human being in striving to live the right way? You have too. And how often in battling with our sin have I thought to myself and you thought to yourself, I don't know why God has made or or, or why these desires in me to do what I want to do and to think what I want to think, think are so strong and yet they're contrary to what God is asking me to do. Here's what I want. Here are the desires in me and here's how God said I should live. And, and they're in conflict. And it's hard. And I think, but why is it like that? In my worst moments, in my most acute uh, you know, moments of the battle with, with sin and, and, and getting my, well, aiming, wanting my desires, what I want to be the same thing that God wants, I've often thought that, man, isn't God even unfair or, or, or cruel to expect me to live in a certain way and yet... It seems that everything in me screams out that I can't. Or that I don't even want to. Right? And we'll talk about that in a moment. For now, I just want to, on this point, say that, you know what? Jesus gets that. He gets it. He gets how hard it is for you and for me to live the way that God is asking us to live. Right? He gets the battle, the struggle, the weakness, the moments of frustration when we are feeling so uh, despairing or despondent in the, in the I, I can't, I can't do it. It feels like I cannot do it. Jesus gets that. His humanity meant that he experienced it. I mean, this verse from Hebrews is so powerful, right? He, Jesus, has been tempted in every way, just as we are. He in kind has felt what you feel, what I feel. He gets it. Yes, he did not sin, but he felt the urge. He felt the struggle. He knew what it's like, right? He was, in this sense, just like me. It should give us a sense of comfort, a sense of hope. Comfort, because Jesus is not just God for whom it's easy to be perfect. He's also like me, for whom it was not so easy. Hope because of the second point, what comes next. He, he, he comes the, the most astounding part. 
You know, and, and we've been here last week. If you're a Christian, it means that in Jesus, God himself is changing you to overcome the human struggle. I'm going to say that again. If you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, it means that, remember what we said last week? You are joined to God. He comes and he lives in you. He makes you a part of himself. And as such, he begins to change you and remake you into the human that Jesus is. The type of human that Jesus is. It means that you, yes, you and me, if you belong to him, if you're a child of his, will overcome sin in your life. And now the question that I wrestle straight away with this is to myself, do I really believe that? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that you too can and will become a completely and utterly sinless human being just like Jesus? (laughs) For many people that is too much to accept. In fact, they argue quite strongly many Christians that, you know, Jesus couldn't have been fully human because to be human is to fail and to sin. But can I suggest to you, church, that God never accepts that. God has never accepted that. Instead of asking, is Jesus as human as we are, we have to ask, are we as human as Jesus? Jesus sets the standard for what it means to be truly human. It's like Jesus who we are meant to become. It is like Jesus who we are meant to be and live up to and aspire to. It is like Jesus that every ounce of God's astounding, incredible power with which he indwells you with is working towards to change you and shape you to change you into being a human like Jesus. That's the goal. It's not just that Jesus was the manifestation of a sinless human that we can look at and go, hey, here's a great example. No, that is who you are to become. What you are to become, what God's goals for us is. I love the way that um, we read this in in Ephesians. Um, Let me read it out to you. Oh, crikey. Yeah, I do have it on the screen. Here we go. It's from a different Bible translation that just captures this really well. It's a prayer, right? that Paul prays. He says, I ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has For his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. In Jesus, God is changing you to overcome the human struggle. Right? My dear friends, is living a completely sinless life like Jesus 
an ambition of yours? How strong is your desire for him and his type of humanity compared to any other goal you might have for your life? In the journey of change, do you know what he's working on right now in this season of life? He wants nothing less for you, nothing less for me. If you're in Christ, you're not any old washing machine. You're a new thing. You're being made into a new thing. You're the exception as he's the exception. Okay, let's move to a close. We said, basic recap, Jesus is fully human. Jesus gets the human struggle. Jesus is changing you to overcome the human struggle. All right? But, a couple of buts. First but, you go, well, I've been at this for a long time and I still am struggling. <laughs> it's not going so well, this whole becoming like Jesus thing in my life. In fact, it's getting that hard and I'm failing that often and it's getting that despairing that maybe I'm thinking that I'm, probably this isn't for me. Uh, in fact, maybe the whole thing is just bogus. All this becoming sinless and wonderful and like Jesus is all rubbish because, man, yeah, I just seem to never get there, right? But this is a very real question. Probably worthy of a sermon in itself, but I think we should just at least touch on that today. What I want to tell you is that I'll show you a little, little graph, actually, um, that might, might help to explain it a bit. Um, you, you, um, your life, right... <laughs> Couldn't resist. You're... There are a few mistakes we can make here. We need to be careful of them. You become a child of God and you stay a child of God not based on your level of sinlessness. You become and stay a child of God based on the fact that Jesus died for your failures and you believe in him. In other words, you are saved, as this little diagram says, above the line, based on what Jesus did for you. That's what Ryan's going to take you through next week. And that is it. So when you sin and when you fail as a Christian, the immediate thing you say is, thank you, Jesus, that you've died for this. That is done. That my failure isn't pushing me below the line as, as undoing my status as a child of yours. I am a child of yours. Fully, forever eternal, because of what Christ did for me. That's what you say. That's what you do. That's why the gospel is so glorious, right? We're in the arms and heart of God because of what Christ has done for us. That's, 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 that's the first, first thing you say. But from that point on, he's beginning his process of making you into a sinless human being, right? That, that's the conversation we're having here. And that process of making you into a sinless human being is just that. It is a process, that line, as you see, is very much a two steps forward, one step backwards kind of a line. It doesn't go, hey, I've been made a child of God, and all of a sudden the, the, the graph goes, uh, whoops, I'm perfect, sinless human being, instantly, bam, the moment I got baptised, it's not how it works. God begins then. 
And so we need to be patient with ourselves as he is patient with us. Right? When we fail, we thank him for the sufficiency of his sacrifice on the cross. We say, I'm sorry, Lord, give me the grace, and we get back to the fight. Again, and again, and again, and again. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. <laughs> until we get there. <laughs> until, we're, until we're clean. Until it's done. And yes, it's not going to be done until, yes, until Christ returns. Until you're resurrected in a glorified human body. This is a lifelong and eternal process. And we need to know that. We need to be patient. We need to struggle the struggle and fight the fight. We don't expect that line to go straight up in the beginning. But simultaneously, there's another mistake we make. Many Christians say, oh well, nothing's really going to change in this life. The line's just going to stay flat. And only when I'm resurrected, then will I be perfect. So I'm just going to do nothing. I don't expect any change in this life. (laughs) I don't expect to shed any of my sin in this life. It's not what the Bible says. God is working on you and me. I ought to become not sinless, but sinless. And less. And less. And less. And by the end of my life as a Christian, I should write a lot about what God has done in me. The line is going up. Has to go up. That is what God is doing. Okay? You and I need to constantly think, where are we at on the line? What is God doing? Maybe you're at a low point, despairing today, Remind yourself of your salvation. Seek his forgiveness and get back to the fight. Your goal is sinlessness. Always, right? Maybe you're on a peak and you go, man, I just know what God has fixed in the last year of my life. Fantastic. Never thought I would become like this, but I did. Why? Because God is at work in my life, right? Celebrating the peak. Know that it's going to go down again. And up and up and down, right? Expect that. Last But, you might put to me, you might say, look, I'm here today. I want to make a new start. I know that I'm a broken washing machine. I've tried everything. I'm desperate. I'm hurting. And I want to make a new start. I want in. I want in on becoming a true human. I know the human who I've tried to be for, for, the rest, for my life up to here and, and it's not who I want to be. Maybe today is your day. With Jesus, the one we celebrate at Christmas is calling you to him and saying, make your start today. Can you please, dear friend, take that a next step? Whatever that looks like for you, whether that is coming next week to hear what he's done for you, whether it is talking to a Christian in your life who's been on this journey for a while and you know you've seen the evidence of what the life change is in Jesus, talk to them, let them tell you more. Or whether it is just come to me today and I'd love to talk to you and pray with you. Make a start. See, the great hope of the gospel is that this whole idea of being a true and sinless human being is not a pie in the sky, it's real, it's happening. It's happening in the lives of people who testify to it all the time of the goodness and greatness of how God is changing them through this extraordinary man, Jesus.
would you come to him? Do you reach out for him knowing that he himself is inviting you to do so? It might just be the best thing you've ever done in your life, or will be the best thing you've done in your life. So, Jesus is fully human. He gets your struggle. He's overcome your struggle in your place. And he's calling you to change, to overcome your struggle. Pray with me, please. Father, we thank you for this glorious message that among us came and dwelled one of us as the manifestation of what we actually are by your design. Stunning, glorious, God-loving, holy and beautiful people. That's what you made us to be. And you've never given up on that. Never. We have, but you have not. And you've come to us in your Son to make a way for us to become who you've always meant for us to be. Father, thank you that your intended version of us is not eternally broken, failed, stuffed. No. It's alive. It's clean. It's holy. It's in relationship with you. And I pray for the brother, I pray for the sister, the friend who's here today, who may not make much sense of everything that was said, but no feels an encounter with you today. Would you grant him, her, the faith, the next steps to enter into this life, to come to know fully who you are, Lord Jesus, to start being made new, knowing the love of God for them in Christ. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.